Hey, I'm Sean Sellers, and this is Midnight at the Crossroads, and this is our first radio show. And I got the one and only Jake Bell with us, and I know we're going to probably have a little kinks, but we'll get it all worked out. Jake, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Can you hear me good? <laughs> I can hear you. It's been a long, long time since we've tried to do a show, hasn't it? It's been quite a while. I think <laughs> I, the last thing was like I was doing like a guest spot on you and David's thing. Yeah, yes, definitely. And, you know, David still doing his show. I'm a guest on that on Frequently. It's um, Life Talk Radio, and it's connected with his organization, Alabama Alliance, which I'm a proud member and the education director for his organization. So we definitely want to push his show, and I'm sure he'll be on here soon as well. And, um, Jake, I'm glad you decided to do this show with me. I know um, if you have time to record one this weekend as well, we're going to bring Deborah Gallagher on, and we're going to have her on as a guest. We can ask her some questions in regards to – some of the things I'm going to touch on today about um, about the pre- the Haitian president and some of the different things going on. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be fun to do. Yep. So so during this time off, have you missed doing these shows? Oh yeah, it, it's great to have an outlet to uh, just discuss this stuff, put that out in the world, and see what comes of it. You know. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I, 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 you know, I've been actually kind of nervous to try to get this started. You know, we're kind of doing this on our own. I hadn't done this before, but you know, it's fun, and I'm kind of excited. But one of the first topics I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to get your opinion on, and I've been listening to it and kind of following it a little bit, is the issue with the regards to the Haitian president being assassinated. Have you have you been keeping up with anything in regards to that? Yeah, I looked over what happened. Um, it's pretty weird. Um, what 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 went on with them saying this DA, DEA um, in English uh, to the to the guard and you know the details going on around it are pretty odd. It it's is kinda isn't it? where they knew where the uh, Taiwanese uh, oh the word escapes me, but. Uh, or they knew where that was, how many of them there were. You know, it's ridiculous. It, it is. And, you know, it, a lot of them c- turns out to be uh, Cubans and some Haitian Americans. But I'm uh, not Cubans. I mean Colombians and some Haitian Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they actually identified themselves as DEA agents and they actually let them go through. Right. And, and um, people – and there was some things. I was watching TikTok and I would just put Haiti in. And there was actually people filming during the day, and they actually filmed them during the day, and they actually told the person filming to put the camera down to quit filming them. And it showed them on the streets. Um, you know, of course, all the conspiracy stuff's popping up regards to, you know, the Haitian president, you know, denied the, uh, the corona vaccine to the country. And I think the other two presidents in different countries has done the same thing, and all three of them has ended up um, – dead and you know died and um are assassinated and i know that's something deborah's going to come on come on and talk about this weekend she's been doing a lot of research on it but have you kept up and followed about the other two presidents of the countries that's been assassinated because they wouldn't allow the vaccine in um no and i purposely didn't for this discussion i wanted to see what you were going to bring to the table with that yeah y- you know what here's the thing i have been so overwhelmed i think the whole thing regards to that i hadn't really followed that regards to the president actually being um, assassinated for the COVID vaccine. You know, that's something that kind of came on late. 
and I and I really was probably just ignorant on the point of the research. But one of the first things that caught my interest when he got killed is I knew that he had spoken out against the Clintons. And, you know, the Clintons, um, child trafficking and everything else and, and what's going on in that country and what has gone on in that country um, and with the Clintons involved is, is always been, uh, you know, prominent. And in regard to when the president spoke out against them, and actually I think the Clintons actually helped get him elected and he actually turned against them. I, I, that's the first thing I thought of when I found out he was assassinated is that he he's, he's actually turns out to be on the Clintons, um, you know, murder count. And, you know, the, the whole thing with, with Haitian and that country, um, if you go back from when they won their independence in the 1700s, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson, I think, was our president. He wouldn't recognize them as a republic. But that has always been kind of like a kindling, like a like a spark of a fire of revolution and everything else and always been a hotbed of things that's gone on. Even, you know, when they had the earthquake and they had that large earthquake and the British fleet pulled out of there the first time in so many years right before it happened. You know, there's always been a place of high strangeness and things that just absolutely don't fit. But I think the key to that situation has a lot to do with the Clintons and the, and the president speaking out against them in regards to the children and the trafficking and everything else. Have you ever heard anything on that? It's definitely making me remember some things. And before uh, I forget about it and we move on to something else, don't we have an acquaintance that um, had something to do with Haiti under the under the Clintons. Is it under the Clintons? Yes, he was the he was Clinton's ambassador to Haiti, and um and before that president was overthrown, he was the ambassador there when when, when Bill was the president, and um he actually had the uh, Baron Simity uh, ring that all the all the Haitian police had that was affiliated and trusted guard of the president at that time all got the Baron Simity rings and he had he had one of those rings that he showed us and he actually showed us all the paperwork he had framed and what was interesting about him is that he made um, Bill Clinton sign everything William Jefferson Clinton that had his whole name to make it all worth more money so all the signatures he had from the days he worked there in Haiti he would make Bill Bill Clinton sign everything as his full name which I always thought was interesting and that ring and everything else always kind of gave you a creepiness and a little sinister feel. Now the ring, I remember specifically, um, and I don't know if you're trying to be nice or not, but I no, just I, go ahead. I, you know, I've been nice so long <laughs> on these shows. We got to used to get, get I, we have to get back the way it used to be. So go ahead and roll with it. He didn't use the word guard. He used the word secret police. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and that always made it more interesting to me. Uh, Guard is probably, you know, the president's guard is probably also a legitimate way to describe them, but um, secret police is also just as legitimate. And, and you know, um, that, given how that worked, the secret police really gave a, a different understanding to me when he, when he would use the word secret police. It was more of like a, it gave me a more sinister and a little bit of more understanding about the hidden, uh, almost like a cult connection bond that they had and, and I'm going to be honest as soon as I saw the videos of them coming in the way they disguised the DEA agents where you had the different speaking um, from Columbia the American Haitian and everything else the first thing I thought of is like the secret police or something like that you know exactly. type, that, that's the first thing I thought of for some reason that's one of the first things I thought of too when you were bringing that up is that connection and, and you know you know the, the, the story that we wrote about regards to the uh, the Mary Baldwin house 
you know that you know the story there you know we had a you know we went back there and actually investigated for the like the second time and met the the other owners of the Mary Baldwin house mm-hmm. and, and the fun and the interesting thing about that case and that story is that we found out the whole truth do you, do you, do you ever remember us telling you the whole truth with regards to that house I think you mentioned something about it, but you know my memory's so terrible these days. Go ahead and tell it to the people. All right. Well, you, well, you the know, <laughs> well, the whole thing with this house is that we we had an opportunity to do an investigation. It was a place. I'll just tell the whole story that I've always wanted to investigate, and um, it was actually before you even came along, wasn't it, Jake? That it was in the very beginning it days. It was in the very beginning days, and it was a place that my mother used to take piano lessons, and it was just been long time ghost stories about about this house. And um, we hadn't. We went and contacted them. I did a house closing there, and I, we actually that was my foot in. And then we set up a, a chance to go speak with them and see if we could have an investigation there. And we met um, an older couple who um, who was attorneys who 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 part owners of all that firm and part owners of the house. And um, they was they told us the story of regards to a picture of a World War One cavalry officer. And um, that when the, when the house was formerly an antique shop, that picture was sold three times. One time the person bought the picture, pulled out, and was T-boned at the red light. But all three times that picture was sold, it come back. And when they bought the house, they was told they had to take care of this picture. And they didn't believe them, so they took the picture, put it in storage. They instantly started having financial problems. Their marriage started going to rocks. And they've been married for years. This is an older couple. So they ended up taking the picture back out, and every day their secretary's job was when she came into the came to work, she would take the picture off the wall and hang it in the closet. And before she left every day, she would take the picture out of the closet and hang it on the wall, and then leave for the day. Well, the lady tells the story that her and her husband um, had an argument, so she decided she'd spend the night at the firm, which is an old house. It was extremely nice. It was built in the late 1880s. She was asleep on the couch, and she was awoken with that cavalry officer standing over her in, in full, she said it was wasn't ghostly, it was in full body form that it was standing over her. So she told us the story, we had a chance to investigate it and it ended up being one of the more sinister cases we ever worked. It ended up being one of our investigators ended up being sprayed in the eyes by this weird mist. And you know, th- these are crazy stories that we don't, it's hard to talk about because it's hard to believe, but he's still having eye problems to this day. And another one of our investigators pretty much became fully, um, I would say, possessed. And um, it was it was a case unlike any other. It caused some of our team members to leave and some people leave the, to doing that field of work. But we wrote about it and we ended up doing um, haunted tours. And now, to this day, you can actually, uh, it's an Airbnb and you can try to spend a the night there in that house now. They've kind of piggybacked off, off our book and everything else and now you can actually spend the night in the house and see if you have an experience but we had a chance to go back to do the investigation of a couple of years ago and um, we actually met the other partners of the law firm and uh, the older couple both has since then passed on and um, as soon as we met them they started talking to us and you know jake you know this we work these cases where somebody always has something to say and they kind of stand off to the side you know they want to talk and and we uh met while the the husband was showing around david and i sat and started talking to the lady and we come to find out that they own actually a vanilla bean farms in haiti and they travel to haiti at least several times a year to, to their farm 
And um, they, she didn't say they practiced, but they observed the voodoo religion where they actually was around it a lot. And during our investigation, where in the one part in the basement where we did not investigate the basement apartment, we weren't allowed to investigate. They had a Haitian altar set up, set up to benefit their farm, keep them protected, their business and everything else. And the night they knew we was coming, they activated what sure exact words I activated my altar to help y'all to, to help your investigation. And we didn't even know what was there. We didn't know anything about the other half. And um, since then, they have removed their uh, moved removed the altar and everything else. And that's the apartment you're going to stay in is where their altar actually was. And they showed us around and showed us everything. And um, they even told us they would maybe one day give us an opportunity to travel with them to Haiti to visit and be their guest. But it was um, an experience, and it kind of brought a lot of things to light. And um, and that kind of stands out a lot of things where you don't really know the truth when you're doing these cases and what you're working. And there's always something hidden, and that was a prime case of that. And that kind of drew my connection to Haiti and from that point on. Jake, have you ever heard that part of the story? Jake, you still with us? Did I lose you? I'm still here. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. Yeah, I can now. I can now. Definitely. Okay. Have you ever heard that part of the story before? Yeah, I, I'm. Now, once you started talking about it, I remembered it, but I'm glad that you got it out there now and we yep. can talk about it. Um, now that you, uh, I remember um, us going by it and you've already, you always saying that you wanted to check out that basement apartment. You kind of regretted not being able to go down there. Yeah. So that does connect everything. You know, it feels like... Um, that story is complete now, you know. It, it does. Now, how do you feel that it's one of our stories and something that we've written about, something we've talked about for years, that people actually benefit from it, from it now? It, it, to me, it kind of made me feel good. I don't mind that at all. I think that's awesome. Oh, no, yeah, that's great. And that, yeah, I'm, it's, a, it's, a le- it's a legend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so people people rent sick they, they said they it stays full year round people wanting to have an experience and stay there now <laughs> well I mean it's part of it I guess right yeah exactly but you know if you think about it I during that time period I would have never imagined they had any connection to to uh, voodoo to Haiti or anything like that just with their with their stance in the community who they were or anything like that but over the years I found like it's more and more common than I've ever expected but back then I never had an idea well you can never tell no no I think that's something that we we learned very um we 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 learned extremely (laughs) deeply you know over that decade of you know being being active it's uh you can never tell you can never tell, and you know, uh, you know there was one instance where uh, I don't, I don't think we were you there that Halloween where we did the investigation at another law firm, and they all admitted to us they were Satanists. Oh, I think so. Jeremy actually uh, set the investigation up, and then we actually did it. We did our we did our walking tours, and then we went to. It was it was a strange thing all from the beginning. Even Jeremy said it was strange, and we set up and we went to this. Uh, to this law firm and the firm 
that where the firm set up the house was probably from the 1880s again another 1880s era house and we got there there was several people there and um we all met with them and we started doing the investigation and once again we could tell they wanted to sit and talk and 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 what's the weird thing about it is once we sat down and started talking they admitted to us that they was all practice satanists they was all satanists and i could and ever since they released that to me i can't tell you anything else about the night because it just blew my mind i never saw it coming there was completely normal people you never seen it and, and i can't tell you anything else about it because i was just I, I don't think he was there it was only like four, it was only like three of us there no i don't think i was now that you mentioned because i remember me and jeremy looked around like we we're completely outnumbered i think it was just me uh you know it was me jeremy michelle and beth ann it was just four of us there. Oh boy! So you were yes, yes, definitely, definitely so. But that that's something that kind of stood out over the years, and hopefully, we can tell more stories as we start doing these shows more and more, and start talking about that. Some things we'll remember, and we can start talking about these a lot more. I and remember I, you guys talking about it. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. These things come up, but I know the next topic is something that I hadn't looked into. I, I was going to get a ch- chance to try to do it, and I hadn't really looked into it, but you wanted to really speak about the subject, and it's something becoming more and more popular. I know my youngest son, um, Rowdy, is, is, is really deep into this, and he would be good to have on one night to talk to you about this. But go ahead and tell about the subject that you want to talk about. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to have that. So get to, get to see uh, <laughs> what's up with old Rowdy. Oh. Um, Basically, and once I get to talking about it, you'll, I think you'll know what it is. Yes. It's, been, it's basically what's been on coast to coast. Yeah. Um, it's the, it's basically the document that came out when the CIA did their research into astral projection, remote viewing, uh, the whole shebang. Um, And it's the report that Lieutenant, I think he was a Lieutenant Colonel um, Connell wrote, um, trying to encapsulate everything he did. And it's about 26 pages long. And it was missing a 25th, the 25th page until recently. Um, it came out, it was declassified in 2003, I believe. So it's been declassified for quite a while. So, you know, you've heard Ed Dames talk about it. Yeah. You know, talking about messing around with Ingo Swan. Well, this was the people above them that wrote this report. Okay. So it was, you know, Ed Dames, you know, not who he reported to, but, um, who his superior officer would have reported to. And to get real deep into it, um, they were heavily involved with the Monroe Institute. And they talked about, and they talked about, um, and this, this whole suggestion for this topic came across uh, one of my friends on Discord. I've talked to her quite a bit. And, uh, she was concerned with the government releasing uh, this uh, documentation on astral projection 
and not cover how to protect yourself. And she was concerned about people becoming possessed. And we'll get on we'll get into that later on. Yeah. Um it, it's going around the, the Moreau Institute process after Emmy Sync, which is basically using binaural audio to sync up your brain hemispheres, et cetera, et cetera. Which is just, you know, putting headphones on and listening to certain tones put you in a certain thought process that makes it easier to astral It's supposedly what it does. I haven't ever tried it. Um, and that's what the Army was doing. Uh, well, the CIA and the Army. Yeah. And anyway, this 25th page, this is what makes it topical today. This 25th page came out. Um, it, it, this report goes deep. I mean, it's really trippy. Uh, it talks about a holographic reality, goes into the cosmic egg, um, multiple dimensions. I mean, it goes real deep for a, a CIA report. <laughs> so, I mean, like, imagine the deepest we've ever gone during the 10 years we were doing the radio show. It's, it goes that deep. Yeah. So it's, it's hard for me to try and compress it all, you know, but it actually does go around the end. It actually does go a little bit into the protect yourself territory because he does mention, um, you know, if you do decide to astrally project, you know, be prepared to meet uh, non-corporeal entities of advanced intelligence. So he does elicit some sort of warning, but it is a government report that he's got to submit to his superiors. So he can't, you know, be like, surround yourself in a white light. You know what I mean? It, yeah. He can't really, <laughs> it's hard for him to do that in a sort of a government patois, you know? Yeah. Um, so I see what she's saying, but I also see where he's coming from, where it's like, how? And this was also, he wrote this report in like 1984. So, Institute of Force does have their own method, which is very, very deep and complicated. They have like a whole class on it. Um, they also believe in the silver core. You know, we've talked about that last week. Yes. Which is. Uh, if you have the silver cord, nothing can get in. Which I'll let you go into your theories about that if you don't mind. About the silver cord, about the whole well, thing about Well just you know, um, if you're going out of body, if you're doing an out of body experience, um, does the silver cord meaning it's just meaning you're still alive. You know, the silver cord to me is a necessity. That's something that we've always talked about. Maybe we wouldn't use the silver cord or anything else, but that's that's exactly what we would doubt that you and I would always talk about the individual when we would use it, especially when we would do distance cleansings, you know. And I think and I think a lot of people don't realize is how prominent it is in, in 
in occult circles, and I'm talking about really well-trained occultists that can't that does astral project and can do that. Same thing with with the different types of remote viewing, or how many psychics and how many people. That's actually what they're doing. And um, and you know you know if you go back, Ed Dames talked about the was it the Russian that would use psychics into their meetings to make sure people wasn't um, remote viewing their certain meetings and certain things that that was going on. And they would be able to tell it, and you can ding. I'd call it a ding where psychics can pick up on it. And, you know, that's something I've always was taught and understood that the astral projection, as long as you would ground yourself, it was, and you would deal with that vibrational state of lowering your vibrations and having that cord to project to those certain locations. And a lot of times, it's almost like a cannon where you would fire and you would have a target point of where you're going to. You know, that's something that we would use a lot when we would do the distance cleansings and the different cases we would worked over the years, that's basically all we was doing is that is astral projecting to those locations and being able to almost, wouldn't you say remote view those homes and go through each room. And, and, and what we would do is that we would sit the key to it. And what I would do, it, it's almost giving away a tricks of the trade, but it's not is that you would say something and you would make them more of a believer or you would say something. And as they would become more and more convinced, you would start using their energy instead of your energy as you're doing that. But something that we did a bad job at back then and something your friend, I think your friend touched on it, is that as you're coming back, we've always did a very bad job of protecting ourselves on our way back because we was in a weakened state. True. Um, and I think as we got better about it, that was always someone's job. Yes. Like... Um, you and I, like I would deal with the client on the phone, you would do your thing, and then someone else would be there to um, protect. Like yes. that was their, that, we always had the third and that was their job. Yes. Um, if we were doing it right. A lot yeah. of times we didn't do it right. But, and, yeah. you know, and we paid, the, I, think, I think we pay the price for it today because a lot of times we wouldn't yeah. do it right because we were so good at what we was doing. We didn't Just have arrogant. To. Yes. And arrogance. <laughs> and but but the thing is I, I'm gonna ask your opinion about this. As more and more it's becoming acceptable, the the more and more it seems to me that people can't do it anymore. No. Have you noticed um, that? Or is it just me and my circles? No, they can't. Um I think and, 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 and I'm going to be dorky for a minute, and we can be dorky on it. I mean, and, and I felt like I have been associated with people that's tried, and they couldn't. And and to be honest, I don't know if I could still do it like I used to. And and and, and this is what Rowdy has mentioned, which is which is out there, is that's because we're not in the same plane we was back then. Is that no, we're, we're we're in a different plane in a different place, so we can't do the things we was able to do ten years ago or fifteen years ago because we we're either progressed forward or we progress below. Depends on where we're at spiritually. You're still meshing in the same things, but you can't do the same stuff that we used to do. Is that because we're almost permanently there? Well, you can't pull on the same things you used. To. Yes, yes. You have to do it a different. Um. We're in one big giant false positive, basically. Like, uh, does that make sense? Like, where you just get so much 
so much stuff that's just not right. Oh yeah, I mean you, uh, you can't go to that place anymore. That plane that we used to go to, you can't really go there anymore. It's almost like there's been an explosion or a shipwreck or something, and it's just trash everywhere. You know, you almost have to go deeper if that makes any sense. That's how I feel like. That's how I sense it and see it when I try to go to that plane that we used to go to. Yeah, it's almost no, like it's shattered. Yeah, there's. I mean, the like entry level subconscious is like everybody's subconscious is in that. Almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. T- uh, yeah, it does. But you know the. <laughs> If you start looking at what's happening and what's going on with the, the UFO phenomenon now, what you can't call it—they don't want you to call it UFO. What do they want? What do they want you to call it? A unidentified aerial phenomena or something like that? You can't <laughs> call it. And, you know, they're trying to change it, but a lot of that stuff is—I believe, you know, I believe in them. I believe what John Kill talks about the ultra terrestrials. I, I 100% believe that. You know, that's what I believe it is. But I also believe that a lot of the things the government's doing that they're seeing these ships and everything else is that that they're fake they're not real it's just it's just almost like tests there to us you know it's 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 if we really understood and knew everything that's going on i don't think we could comprehend it when you get into weather modification when you get into everything they can control and what's happening now i think it's far beyond anything we can accept and acknowledge and i think since they released the things regards to astral projection and everything else is because it's almost because you can't do it the same as you used to. Yeah, I would agree. I think it, we, it would absolutely break you if you truly grasped what was happening. And have you noticed the, um, if you just look at our whole field, of the, the whole field, no, I wouldn't call it our field of paranormal because now since I'm at this age I, I, I cringe when anybody ever, I mean I'm, I was never a ghost hunter ever and you you know do, do you feel like you was ever a ghost hunter no I makes me yeah, even when Jenny like talks about it because Jenny still does that she'll be like oh yeah I remember when you used to you guys would hunt ghosts and go to hotels and stuff and I'd be like oh yeah. I'd just cringe so yeah. hard inside yeah, I do too. But you know, I don't. What 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 would you what would you call us? Well, we, I mean, we was investigators of the unknown. I don't really know what you would call it, but I just you, always say like me and my friends <laughs> used to do this stuff, and we would get referrals. That's what I say. Because <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened. But you think about this: the the cases in the world we worked in now, it's not the same world. No. It's definitely different. not. And, I don't and, even working it now. You you couldn't do it. So. You couldn't. It, it's completely different. And you know, I you know, I made a comment, and I know I had some people asking me about it on 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 um, Life Talk when I'm said that I don't believe a lot of the things we was investigating was ghosts. I don't believe that's what we was really encountering and coming across. And then I think a lot of people in the field that we was working in helped open that veil and cause the influx of the evil that's happening now i think that i think it's a quite it's a possibility that we all help contribute to that unknowingly during that time period i mean how far off do you think i am with that i don't think it was unknowingly a lot of times i think i think like 
think about all the people we met, I don't think it was unknowing. You know, you're right. They made a lot of their choices. And it, it changed. And like, you can't do the same type of investigations that we did. You can't look. a lot of what aired on TV. Yeah, that's true. Have you watched any of the paranormal shows nowadays or anything? No, you know I don't. <laughs> I don't, you know. I, I cringe too hard. You know, what's the? I do watch one show I do like a lot, and, and I call it a paranormal show. It's the one with the guy that played uh, Freddy. You oh, know, Robert like the, England? Yeah, you know, he's the, like the host of the most terrifying stuff, and they have like the Axe Man in New Orleans, and they have like the story of, you know, with Teddy Roosevelt wrote the book and the his his leaders the people that took him hunting told him about their sasquatch stuff that you know he tells the story it's on travel channel i, I really oh, I gotta really like that show check that out. i gotta check that out yeah it's it's a really good show if you like the stories and legends it don't get into any investigations or anything like that it just comes across like they did the one i saw today um i really enjoyed was about a cult in kansas during the 1800s and um and the, the guy, one of the people working it, that they, they assumed that they was just drinking the blood of lambs. And actually come out, they was actually sacrificing kids and drinking some of the blood. And, they, and then that cult ended up kind of, once they found out, they, they dispersed and they couldn't find them anymore. They knew they went to California. They couldn't find anything else. And that was one of the episodes. And that was a really good one. And, I, and I, that is a really fun show if you kind of into what we do and anything like that. Yeah, man. I- you know, there's something I kind of wanted to uh, to run by you because, I don't know, it, it makes me think about kind of how we were back in the day. I, I don't mean to change topics. No, then, no, but, no. Hey, that's what we can do. Let's go. But uh, there's this dude on Discord. I, I don't know. I've known him a while, but uh, he's a, I, I don't know how serious he is or, you know, how folks you meet on the internet are but yeah he's uh supposedly in the french foreign legion or whatever and he joined um and he keeps saying like he wants to um uh be basically kind of i'm trying to find a way to phrase it but he wants to kill demons (laughs) <laughs> All right. He's Spanish, so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's kinda he's kind of character, uh, <laughs> so Yeah. I'm gonna kill demons, bro. Like that's how he would put it. Yeah. <laughs> but in on the same in the same breath he'll be like how do I summon the succubus bro? You know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. He he assures me he's serious. I don't know, whatever, but uh, and that kind of makes me think, you know, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, how naive we were about some things. Like, you know, how we went into, you know, let's really get into trying to find these things. And how deep we went. Yes. And how we realized how completely small of a difference we would even make even locally <laughs> it's like you know like, I, 
I think you know I've thought about this. I hate to jump in, but but it's funny you mentioned. It. I want to tell you what I've thought about, and, and it just has to do with the work I'm doing now and the research I'm doing now with things. Is I really felt like some the, the demonic stuff that we researched and what we went after so hard, and we traveled hundreds, I'd say thousands of miles to go search and research. It's almost like we were sent away with everything we really should have been looking at, looking for and researching. It's right there in front of us the entire time. Yeah, it's the work you you do in the light is better than the work you do in the dark. Yes, yes. And, you know, there, there's things going on. There's darkness. And I, and, I, and I don't think at that time period we would have hints. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer now, and I'm completely convinced, and I'm in the camp that, you know, that, that you know about the spiritual warfare which i've always talked about but but there is organized like the world is led by pedophiles and satanists and i don't think we really understand how much connected and and how dark some of these these individuals are and how and how they do connect from the human trafficking to the drug trafficking to to sacrifices to people missing and how much is it going on and how much is it just happening right up under us and we never known it and how many times I think we probably came across it over the years it is 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 really kind of blows my mind. I think we was right there at it and we never saw it. Agree. I agree. And, and and I think that has a lot of my attention now and some of the things I'm really trying to really paying attention to and working and I want us to um cover in the future as we do shows, I want us to talk some about some true crime stuff, about some missing people. Um us getting into that some and different things like that and i hate to switch subjects too but hey if you listen to our show if you're new to this we're gonna bounce all over that's just how we're gonna do things i believe that's how we've always done is jumped around it's stream of consciousness (laughs) but but the whole thing out there regards to the darkness and everything else i think that it went from that unseen to seen I mean, and I'm a firm believer that you know the book that Rosemary Ellen Galley and another gentleman wrote about the gin. I think that's very prominent. People need to read it, and I think that's a lot of the things we kind of encountered. But I still think that falls in line with some of the falling angels. But I, but regards to them being able to take human form and be able to spend time here and shapeshift to different things, I think that's that's really common, and that's some of the things these people are conjuring and bringing forth a lot of times. Right. I think that's that's worth spending some time on because what a lot of people would consider a demon isn't really a demon. It's like a fallen angel is a much different thing yes. than what people would traditionally consider a demon. Out, out of our hundreds of cases that we worked, how many cases you can legitimately say was truly demonic? Like when you say demonic, you mean a fallen angel? Yeah, like something real, like a true without it, one hundred percent that we do. It was a full blown. Oh, I can count on one hand. I can too. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's exactly right. Now, now, but I'm saying there's different level. When I say the truly, I'm talking about like the 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 worst of the worst. Now, there's other smaller things, and I think that we probably things probably tagged along with us over the years and kind of went along with us different places. And, you know, I think, honestly, they helped us, too. We used them to help us just as much as hurt us. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Sure. That's, and the, I think, that's the game. 
And I think a lot of people listening to our show and listening to what we're going to talk about and everything else, it's going to be weird. It's going to be out there, but it's all of our years of experience and what we encountered and what we've learned and, and the lessons it taught, taught us. And it's taught us a lot of lessons. If you can go back right now and redo anything, would you do it? No. Even sitting here in this body that's falling apart, no. I mean, I asked I mean, I, I'm the same way. You know, it's I'm not. It, it seems like I have less, but I have more spiritually. Yeah. You know, you, you know if that makes any more sense. You know, I think I'm closer right now where I'm at. I'm closer to me from when I was a kid than I was ever was the days you know me. It's it's a it's almost like a piece of being alone. You know what I'm saying? Where you kind of find yourself again, and uh, and you don't surround yourself with people that that where you have to that expects less from you and you become to accept that lesser version of yourself sometimes at best to spend that time alone and only accept the best version of yourself and build yourself back up again and that's part of that finding yourself again and once you find yourself again you're never going to be back to who you were because you're not that person anymore but it's that part of us finding who we were and how you and i wouldn't do one thing different again either through our past and and, and you know when you told me about the movie, I watched that. What's the name? Go ahead and t- tell the story because I watched this movie. Was and it and I'm, I'm going to tell you that I was a tool back in those days. And whoever whoever wrote that movie had to be around us. <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? I mean, I, I think I don't see that I'm anything like that guy. But the comment where was it where? The girl, he said, the girl had the blood coming out of her eyes, but then he said, "Well, she has a sexy body, though." That is, that is. A- <laughs> <laughs> now that that's some stuff that happened, you know that means. That- <laughs> I laughed during that whole movie. It wasn't even that great of a movie. No, it, it wasn't. Was, it was just that it reminded me of you so much. Oh man, I mean. That me too, and I, that's kind of embarrassing. But whoever wrote that movie, they need to they need to kick us a few dollars. <laughs> God, really? really, really do. I mean, I can tell people nowadays about the time when I uh, when I enjoyed the Great Elixir of Jack Daniels and ate the whole box of White Castle. Nobody believes that. Oh yeah, we you have know, pictures. There was a there was Somebody a movie. has a picture. There was a, we was watching a movie or a TV show. Oh, it, it was you ever seen the movie the uh, the Green Book? Yeah. You know uh, where they? I haven't watched. I haven't watched that yet. Well, where we was watching, I hadn't seen it all the way through. We watched the very beginning, and and um, the guy mentioned how he ate uh, thirty White Castle, and out of the blue, Tyrus tells everybody, "My dad drank a bottle of Jack Daniels and ate, ate a box of White Castle one time." Yeah. <laughs> But man, those those was those were those days where we we would our bodies would just be shot from the cases and everything we would work. And, you know, it was amazing that the how much miles we traveled and, and the things we would do back in those days. But man, man, man. So but hopefully we'll be able to you wanna to try to do another show this coming weekend? Yep, we can give you a shot. I want to try to do these as much as possible. We can do them as plenty of time. We'll work on the shows. We can add takeaway. We can add some guests on. Maybe we can get Jeremy to come on or whoever else and get Hump on and everything else and just add and go from here. You know, this is basically how it's going to be. We'll have her some topics and kind of bump around. But um, 
but I just want to thank everybody for listening to our show. Um, please check out um, um, Life Talk Radio as well. That's that's another show, Alabama Alliance. Check that out. Um, Jake, you got anything to add before we go? Yes, sir. Go for it. All right, man. We love you guys, and thanks for listening to our show. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Bye.